Well, I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. It is actually Christmas night that I am recording this because I promised you that there would be a show Thursday and I totally forgot about it. So I realized as I was putting my son down, which if my hair is a mess, my son loves to grab my hair and hold on to it while I'm changing his diaper, which can be quite painful from time to time. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing sharing the show, tagging a friend, most of all, becoming a member of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We are part of that network. If you go over to fightlaughfeast.com, flfnetwork.com as well, either or works. Go over there, put in HDBT in the memo field. You'll get a sweet mug that I don't have in front of me because I used it for coffee this morning and left it in the kitchen without thinking about having it for the show. But you will get one, and it's a beautiful thing. If you want to know what it looks like before you order it, you can look at any other show I do. You will also get tons of great benefits, and the month is not over yet, so that means... You can still get this month free when you subscribe now. So go over there, fightlaughfeast.com, FLF Network, put an HGBT in the memo code, and you will be blessed. What a great way to start the year with all the content and all of the benefits that come with a membership. So go over to do that. If you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out to me, you can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites at How to Build a Tent. Appreciate a subscribe, a follow, a like, a share, a tag. All of the above. Let's see. What else? I think, oh, thank you guys so much for the response that we got for the 250 making 250. We talked about that on the show, last show. And I have gotten an overwhelming response from people wanting to take up the challenge. For those of you who haven't listened, you can go back and listen to the previous show. But to sum it up, it is I'm looking for 250 people or families to start a business this year for themselves, side hustle. I don't get anything from it except for the gratification and satisfaction that I know that I'm helping you guys better yourselves. 250 people, families coming together and starting a business with the goal of simply making $250 a month. 250 making 250. And I set the goal so low so that it can be attainable. One of the hardest things to do in business is or I should say one of the most intimidating things in business is the just the overwhelming unknown of all the things that go into business. And it's not that hard. It's not that hard. So I wanted to encourage you guys, give you a small goal. $250 a month is not crazy. $250 making $250. So come be part of it this year. If you need help, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, a lot of considerations, what you need to know how to start, all of those good things. I even had people reach out to me who have found niche markets, little side hustles that they do on days off, and they make a good amount of money. And they've reached out and they said, hey, if there are people that are not in my district, which is understandable because you know you don't want to create competitors, if there are people in other states that want to know what I am doing, I would love to help them and I'd love to show them what I can do to make a couple hundred bucks a month. So if you are still having a hard time thinking of something that you provide value for, a product or a service, reach out to me. There's people even reaching out that have side hustles already that they would love to share and help bless other people as well. If you are one of those people that do have a side hustle, I'd love to hear about it. And if you're more, if you're willing to help other people, 
that's such a great blessing too. I mean, with the body of Christ, the people coming together, helping each other, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Another thing that I got to do, which was fantastic. I just, it, it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old is when you get to see your child for the first time with an ultrasound, with the 4D ultrasounds that they do. Oh my goodness. To seeing my baby girl in the, in the womb. I, how do you, how do you think and how do you argue that it is not murder to kill those children? I mean, she's there, everything. And they go through and they count. They take like 50 or 60 pictures. The technology, the innovation, the success of people to build these things where we can see this child moving around. We see her kicking in the womb. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. So I just wanted to say thank you if you are listening and had a part in developing that technology or have the certain or provide the service of providing ultrasounds. I know it must get old doing ultrasounds all the time and like it get probably becomes mundane and a routine and it's like, oh, another baby. But man, every single one of those families are over the moon excited about that. So that is really just really a great thing. What else did I want to talk about? Oh my gosh, did you hear? <laughs> I was uh, We were talking after we were opening presents to the family and my father-in-law shared with me the video of this girl. I think she was around six years old who used Alexa to order over $700 worth of gifts for her. <laughs> and I was going to show, I was debating whether or not to show the video on here. But the video, it has a lot of, you know, poor language and it's bleeped out a lot of it, but some of it's not. And I just didn't want to deal with that the day after Christmas. I didn't want you guys to have to worry about censoring anything. But this <laughs> this family, and it's just like this lady just goes off on her kids and she's actually not that mad about, I mean, she's mad and she goes off in a really funny way, but she's not like out of control mad where it's still like kind of enjoyable to watch. And I bring that up because the company that is Amazon, from what I hear, did a really good thing, a really smart thing. They gave her the refund for the stuff and they let them keep all the stuff they ordered. It's like a no-brainer, right? PR, great move, great marketing. But I just want you to consider this. One, from your own angle of a family with maybe you have Alexa, I have the Google stuff, that you need to be careful. Your kids could be accessing that. And I don't know how you, if there are any settings for, you know, if you're a child, as a child's voice, then you can't order things. That could be an interesting development or an app that someone might want to develop. If you can recognize someone maybe like pre-puberty then it doesn't work for them or something to that effect. That'd be really cool actually. But two is that and that throws out an interesting dynamic because you can't enter contractual obligations with uh, minors, but at the same time, minors can buy things when they're at the stores and things like that. As long as obviously it's not alcohol and tobacco, which apparently now it's, you have to be 21 to buy tobacco. Just a little more of your freedoms taken away. Thank you, Trump. But I don't know. But anyways, just something to think about is what is the responsibility of a company or is the responsibility fully on the individual to not ship things in not just Amazon, but the apps that are developed, not just Google, Amazon, Facebook, doesn't Facebook have one now? Apple has one. Not just them, but the people that develop apps and the people that have websites that aren't don't even have the home devices, just on websites. Like what is your responsibility with that? I would say it's mostly with the family, but you never know in this legal climate. Now, the last thing I wanted to hit today 
was a big, a big, I told her so. Did I say it was big? It was big. I don't know how long ago this started, but, and it's not a joking thing, the incidents, but Boeing, Boeing had those 737s that were crashing. They couldn't figure out why. They finally figured out that it had to do with the software they released with the new 737 MAX airplanes. And it was causing them to, whatever, it was like auto-correcting when it didn't need to auto-correct, something to that effect. The pilots weren't properly trained, and there was these two accidents where the fan, the whole plane was destroyed and everyone died in the plane twice. It happened twice. And I said... The CEO is going to resign and should. And I got some hate mail. I got some stern correction. I got some church discipline. Just kidding. I didn't get church discipline. And all of you guys who emailed me about it and disagreeing, you guys are wonderful. You are totally great. I love hearing you guys that disagree. Please keep disagreeing with me. If you do, keep sending me your emails. I love hearing them. But I just like having fun too if I'm right and I'm right. And I said, nope, I'm telling you, this is too big of a thing. Boeing is going to have to fire the CEO. And sure enough, a Christmas Day miracle to myself, the CEO of Boeing is being removed. It had to happen. It was ultimately his responsibility. And I want to talk about something now from that, not just because... I had a huge, huge, I told you so. But this brings up a good point. Because is not the airline industry one of the most regulated industries there are? The FAA, government compliance, and all of those things. Like Boeing, even being a military contractor for, you know, top secret stuff and all that. They are heavily scrutinized by the government. They have processes, procedures, and controls. So what happened? Why couldn't the government save? Because it never can save. And it will be tempting for us to see, wow, Boeing, one of the biggest companies. I mean, when Boeing goes down, the S&P, not the S&P, the Dow 30, doesn't move or it goes down too, regardless of what everyone else does because it's a weird index that should be removed that we shouldn't care about. But I mean, I think, what was it? Every other top, I forgot the statistics, so please don't quote me to this, but some effect, like the majority of companies this year grew by 28%. Boeing was up 1%. So they underperformed their peers by 27%. And those numbers can be off a little bit, but I think it's pretty close. So, you might have heard my big sigh. You can hear them now. You can hear, just as you hear with every mass shooting, after every accident, the feist, the feist, <laughs> the false idol worship gets louder. Save now. Save now, government. When is the government going to save us? When is the government going to keep disasters from happening? From the consequences of sin. When? Is the government going to save us from death? Ironically, this whole story comes out around Christmas where Jesus came to save us from all these things that we are looking for the government to do. 
but the government can't save. This industry is heavily regulated. So what happened? What happened? It's because regulations can't save. It can't save human nature. And that's all a company is. That's all a government is. And that's all any group, organization, entity, collected, comprised of humans is. It's a big, sinful organization. And they're going to do things that are wrong. They're going to do things that favor themselves at the expense of others. Because that's what we do. We're a bunch of sinners. So ask those people that you are going to be in contact with when you talk about things like this is why hasn't the government stopped these things from happening if they are so regulated already? Why couldn't gun-free zones stop mass shootings in gun-free zones? What more regulations do you need? Don't do it or else. So this is my thought about it. And this is my first stab of biblical justice being applied in a business setting. At least is me thinking out loud without, you know, doing research on it myself. So I'd love to hear your feedback on this theory is what if, and I'm not saying, I'll just say it first and then I'll give you some qualifications. What if the CEO and every other leader in the company that pushed through this program, this plane, without using the proper certifications because they knew what was, they knew the potential, they knew the danger, but they pushed it through anyways to save money. They skipped testing. They did things that they were negligent for. They were in the wrong. What if they, because of the results of their action, were held account? That is, they were tried for murder. I guarantee you, Boeing would not rush through development. They wouldn't rush through programs, planes, pro, you know, the new designs. They wouldn't rush through them. They wouldn't skip any corners if they knew that they could be held and tried for murder, for manslaughter, because they were negligent. Okay, and now here is my disclaimer to this. If you are not being negligent... But if, for example, you are a knife company and someone uses your knife to kill somebody or they handle it wrong, that is not what I'm talking about here. If you make guns and someone kills somebody and murders somebody, that's not what I'm talking about here. You shouldn't be responsible for that. But if you make a plane, if you make a car, you make cheap houses, I don't know. Let's just use a house to take it out of the transportation industry for a second. If you cut corners and go against what is tested, what the codes say, what you know is unsafe, and because of you cutting the corners and lying or deceiving or doing things cheaply when you shouldn't have to save money, not getting the permits you needed, lying on some blueprints, something to that effect, and the house collapses on a family and they die, and you're held accountable for that, and you are going to be tried for murder for that, I bet those companies that were doing those things would stop right away. I bet those companies would take doing what's right a lot more serious. And I think that's just. I think that's just. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that. 
But wouldn't that solve the problem? If Boeing knew before they were releasing the 737 MAX that if they didn't do everything correctly, if it was proven, if they could be if it could be proven in court that they were going that they were being negligent, that they cut corners to save money, that they did they knowingly did not do what was right to get the plane out on time, to beat a deadline, to go up against Airbus, whatever the reasons were. If that could be proven, then so then if that resulted in someone's death and then they would be tried for murder, I guarantee you that plane would never have been released. And I'm not just talking about going to that, you know, sweet white collar jail because you're going to jail for murder. You're going to prison for murder. And in a just society, you know, that might not even be prison. It might be even more extreme or I shouldn't even say extreme, but it'd be, you know, more severe. I think that's the answer, guys. I don't think the answer is more government. The FAA, the the Boeing as an industry, the airline industry, the, you know, the government contracts industry, it's heavily regulated. The government is highly involved in this stuff. And yet these things still happen. But if the companies were held account for all the lives lost because they cut corners and save money, I think things would change. I don't think we would have to worry so much about, um, you know, E. coli breakouts in the food industry. I don't think we would have to worry about medication mishaps and all of those things. Yes, I know bad things are still going to happen. That's life. But the negligence from companies would stop really quick if they were accountable for people's lives and it could be proven that they were responsible. And it wasn't just some mishap. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't something that they could have done differently to change it. But if they were truly, truly proven to be accountable or that it was their fault and held accountable, things would change. So that's the solution in my mind. Love to hear what you have to say. Email me, Matt, howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all social media sites, how to build a tent. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.